Like I learned my marketing long before we had Facebook and Facebook events mm-hmm. and, and select all and all that BS. No, man, I was hitting <clears throat> corners. I was hitting malls. I was hitting bookstores. I was hitting tattoo shops, handing out flyers and bills to these nightclubs, to these events by hand, man. I strapped up my Lamborghinis and I hit Seattle and Tacoma and went at it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Curtis Cast, the podcast that takes your passion project and makes it profitable. My name is Braxton Curtis, and it is my mission to help you, a small business owner that turned your passion into a profession to break your goal of $1 million in revenue. Today, we are going to be talking about how positive mindset is made profitable. We're going to be hearing the lessons, methods, and stories from this once street promoter to now international foodie icon, Dano Hanfling, or Hanfling. Dano, I'm sorry if you're hearing this. Uh, Dano is the owner and operator of Grub and Chill organization based out of Seattle, Washington. It is now known all over the world. Dano is one of the most positive people that I've ever met, and his mindset's are so intoxicating, so intoxicating that he's been able to build his Facebook group to over 80,000 members completely organically. Not only has he been able to grow it in a crazy fast amount of time, he's also been able to pick up sponsorships and partnerships along the way. So without further ado, this is this episode of the Curtis Cash where we learn how this street promoter turned his passion of food into his million dollar profession. What was the idea when you first hit publish that page? Dude, a lot of people don't know that. There's 80,000 people in the group right now, and I guarantee less than 10% of them, less than 5% actually know the story. Yeah. So so I'm sharing it with you and your audience. When I was working as a nightclub promoter, that's when I was like learning marketing Mm hands-on. I was right out of college and I got this paid internship, which was fucking dope. I got a paid internship working with major companies and i'm talking major like pepsi miller coors fortune 500 oh companies massive massive contracts and i was um in the office you know i worked my way up from brand ambassador to marketing what was a marketing manager or some shit and all i knew is i was 21 years old and they gave me a full-on imac and my macbook <laughs> computer and they gave me a phone to use for this and i was like dude this is the dopest shit ever <laughs> i'm rich oh man and and i'll do it i was getting paid the most i ever did at this time just for talking to people and i got hired because i was you know i was able to talk to people and this is back in 2015 and I was in the office, man. Dude, I've always been a workaholic. Like, there were times when I would work three jobs, no no joke, and just because I enjoyed working. I don't recommend doing that right now. But back in the day, I did. And so so there were days when I would be spending, like, like 10 hours, 12 hours in the office. What I very distinctively remember was a Friday. And I had a lot on my plate to set up for the upcoming week and all the events and the next week following. And so I remember I went to the office early and, and I just went in work mode. You, you know, when you, when you are in flow oh, and yeah. you just go, yeah. go, go, and the entire world is just out of your scope. Yeah. Well, that's how that was. And I remember very, very vividly. It was like three o'clock PM and, and, uh, I got everything done for the day, for the week of the upcoming week ahead. And I was like, whoo. 
I am done. Let's go. And then I looked at my watch. And I was like, damn, I haven't eaten lunch today. Like, I am, I am hungry. I'm starving. I'm starving. Where do I go to eat? And get this. And so, and I'm going to be real. And anybody that knows me knows me that I'm one of the most empathetic motherfuckers they'll ever meet. True. Well, this was a time when social media was dark. It's always had this void where people are rude. They're mean. They're attacking each other. There's harassment. And it's just a really dark place to be. And I just wanted to create a place that would be cool, that would be positive, that would be welcoming to all people. You know, I like you hop on social media and, and you're getting like slammed for, by the clothes you're wearing, yeah. by not just your religion or your sex or your... Dude, people are getting slammed left and right by who they want to marry and how fucking shitty is that? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to create a positive place that we would, one, like I mentioned earlier, inspire people in the group empower people like if somebody comes into this group where they can you know people who've never baked a cake before where they can be vulnerable and say guys i've never baked a cake i want to learn how to do this can you teach me or give me some tips without fucking strangling me verbally over social media i wanted to create that but more than that i wanted to create a place where you know, if somebody wanted to go grab a bite, you know, they're going down to Seattle, they're going down to Capitol Hill and they're like, yo, who's hungry? Let's just go grab some tacos. Let's go hit a show, go hit it, get some drinks after and let's just have some fun. Yeah. So I called it grub and chill so that people could just connect. And then it stemmed into something greater that I had no idea. Huge community. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say that like, you know, it, it just came into my life. I just fell into it. But like, it really happened that way. And it's super crazy. You know, um, we've been friends, you know, before the pandemic. We, yeah. we, we were friends when we could still go to nightclubs. Yeah. We could still party, right? <laughs> and we could still uh, socially, without socially distancing. Yeah. But, you know, we were friends back then. And you already knew I, I had grub and chill. Yeah. And so when the pandemic happened... And, you know, 20,000 businesses here in Seattle are going out of business. Dude, it's like I had the resource. I I had the resource to help out so many people. And it was just, it was instinct. It wasn't like, like where where so many people, while so many people were out of jobs, were struggling, didn't know, like forget like their job situation, but like their mindset where they just don't know what they're going to do. I didn't have that problem. That last little bit that Dano said is exactly why I felt it was so important to have him on the Curtis cast. Because during something like the pandemic, where we were facing problems of mindset on a global scale, trying to keep your chin up and trying to stay positive is a seemingly impossible task. And what Dano had taught me and what I hope you take away from this entire podcast or from this episode is that when there is a massive problem that you just cannot solve, there is more times than not a very, very obvious solution. And in this case, it was him continuing to build Grub and Chill and just shift his perspective a little bit. I had this cool thing that I could lean on that we had a huge community. I think when the pandemic happened, I think we were just shy of you know, like 50,000 members. And dude, these 50,000 members, like they're, they're avid supporters. You know, we've got this community of people supporting, empowering, inspiring each other, which is pretty fucking dope, all revolving around food and gastronomy. But then when the pandemic happened and like 20,000 businesses are going out of just, just just halted, just disappearing. 
I had something that I could really help people with. And so that's really what I did for like the two and a half years then is I just was helping restaurants who had no hope, who couldn't advertise, who couldn't reach their customer base. You know, they were going from making a million dollars a year, some some of the small restaurants, to making like a third of that. And, you know, that will take, tear anybody apart. And so um, I was blessed. I was really blessed that I had this community and this resource to really leverage and to help so many in need. And, yeah. you know, I, I knew my God-given gift. I'm an extrovert. I love going out. I love talking to people. Here we are doing yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it was then that I realized that, you know, I, I'm called for so much more. You know, I, I wasn't here trying to like, you know, I never wanted to monetize off uh, Grab and Show. I never wanted to make it a business or anything. But like when this happened, when there was a need, like a global need, I had something that could really help people with. And yes. So uh, it, it just fell right into it. It kind of seems like you felt like you had a responsibility. Like you had this cool structure, this community of people to lean on that you knew you could kind of sway and to go to these restaurants. And all you really did was help give this restaurant a community and keep them alive. And it felt like like you were, you did it. There was no question. Like you said, it was instinct and you just did it. So even before like creating these communities and these fans for these restaurants, you got to take like five steps back to see what I was doing, you know, yeah. it'd be before the pandemic. And, and it's like, usually people start at the beginning and then they go forward and hit those and connect the dots on the way. Okay. But bro, we're, we're, we're hitting some back to the future shit right yeah, here. We're, uh, <laughs> and so just like you said, um, building these, these kind of fan bases, these yeah. tribes for these restaurants before then, what I was doing was building a community, uh, within this Facebook group, you know, which we've seen before that I was working in the nightclub industry. And so for anybody listening, you know, here in Seattle, started working at this nightclub when I was like 21, worked there for six years from the ground up, street promoter at the bottom, worked my way all the way up to marketing director of this multi-million dollar company that will be unnamed because of so much shame. But uh, but um, you got to think about what was I doing before I started this community? Dude, I was fucking with the nightclubs. Yeah. So I was working at this nightclub and like, it had like 500 some on capacity. Like there were days when we filled that past 600. Like let's yeah. be fucking real here. It's a nightclub. It's a nightclub. It's a nightclub. Bottle service the whole nine. Yeah. Well, there were days when I built up my guest list of 200 people. There were days when I had myself a guest list of 200 people. And that is kind of, you say this was instinct. Well, that's where it all came from. Like I learned my marketing long before we had Facebook and Facebook events mm -hmm. and, and select all and all that BS. No, man, I, I was, I was hitting <coughs> corners. I was hitting malls. I was hitting bookstores. I was hitting tattoo shops, handing out flyers and bills to these nightclubs, to these events by hand, man. I strapped up my Lamborghinis and I hit Seattle and Tacoma and went at it. Now you, as a listener of the Curtis cast, might be thinking to yourself, I am, Braxton, I am strapping up and I am hitting the streets and I am hustling hard, but it's just not working. And what I'm here to say is one, keep hustling. Don't let that stop you. I'm not here to tell you to stop hustling, but what I am here to tell you and what Dano is about to share with you is that one of the most important things you can do for yourself is hire somebody to guide you to the success that you want. 
go talk to people that have done it before, that have tried it before, that have failed before, and see what you can learn from them. I did this myself and it was a humbling experience. Let me tell you, I was searching for ideas for this podcast and you know, I came across a coach and he runs a program called Grow the Show. And all I did was have a phone call and from that one phone call with him and his team, my life has completely changed and now you are here listening to it just from hiring a coach. Dano did the exact same thing. How do you pick a mentor? A mentor? I'm going to be completely honest. I've probably invested $100,000 into mentorship in some way or some capacity, and that's that's being conservative. I have a mentor for different things. I have a mentor for my Grub and Chill um, app development. I've got a mentor for sales. I've got a mentor for a separate mentor for mindfulness. I've got a separate mentor for marketing and ads. Like I have a mentor for all of these different things because... Think about like Batman. Batman has a belt. He has different notches on his belt for different sure. gadgets. And and when you live your life the same way that you have different skill sets, sure. you find different mentors that fit those skill sets. So like if 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 I want to get good at sales, I'm not going to go to my uncle who is working at Jimmy John's. Yeah. Even though he's going to be the loudest person telling me what to do, I'm not going to get advice from him. If you want to learn how to fix your car and and like be able to work on it, mm-hmm. are you going to go to your mom and ask her? No. Unless she's was doing um, F1 racing, right? <laughs> no. So is there like a website or a place that people can go to search for mentors? or is it- I would not advise that. I would not type in Google and find yeah. a mentor. <laughs> You, they do. They come into your life when you know what you want. The world transpires to putting that in your life. It will happen. And I know it's woo woo and it's BS, but that's how it happens. When you are focused on what you want, you start positioning yourself to getting that. You start talking to different people who are doing that. So if you want to make million by the time you're in 10 years, which I'm certain that you could do in before 10 years from now. But like, if you want to make money and you want your money to make money and compound, you're not going to talk to bakers. I mean, mean, come chill and grab and chill and talk to us, right? Right. But but you're going to have different conversations with different people. And then when you start having those conversations, you look back in time, you're like, damn, it's been three years since I was in a nightclub. Or at a bar or this, because if you do that, that's cool. That's awesome. That fills your soul. But it doesn't take you closer to the entrepreneurial, um, making money and goal. And so how do you find a mentor? It's just, I mean, uh, Facebook groups, having conversations, talking to people. I love giving value in Facebook groups, depending, you know, on different things. Like I will be in uh, digital marketing Facebook groups, just talking to people, giving up so much value because I enjoy doing that. And that's how I found my mentors that, you know, just talking to people, them reaching out to me, us sharing this, that, the other thing. And you kind of like set up a schedule and it sounds like it just kind of fell into place right when you needed it. It all does. It all is. When you welcome it, it will come. Ask and you shall receive, right? Yeah. That's an amazing thing. And I, I have never believed it before until like the last three, four months of my life where like this was very much an idea Yeah, a few months ago. I don't remember when I messaged you. It was probably like two months ago 
right? I was just starting ready to get get this up and running. I don't even think I had my microphones yet. And yes. this room, this room, but you so, declared it. Yeah, yes. I did. And I I reached out like you were kind of my first big goal was like, okay, I know this guy. I know he grinds, and I really need to set myself up every single day so that when we can have this conversation, it's a real conversation, and we're not just kind of bullshitting back and forth. Yeah. And I set myself up every single day in this room. This was full of boxes and just shit months ago. And, you know, when I bought a computer, I found a way to fit it into my schedule. I'm looking into monetizations. Uh, but now I'm sitting here. I have three months booked, like twice a week. Epic. Of tons of varieties of people that's content that's content it's content and it's working and it's all fell into place and all i had to do was commit to it declare myself like what you said that declare, this is what i'm gonna take do. action and be consistent you have three months every other week going forward that's consistency which brings momentum which brings results which brings major results did you hear that taking action leads to consistencies, leads to momentum, which leads to results. It's as simple as that. It's not sit on the couch, watch Netflix, and then magically your goals are going to appear. You must take action. You have a responsibility to yourself and to your passion project that you've committed yourself to, to make this work. All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode of the Curtis Cast. Dano has shared with you everything that you need to know about keeping a positive mindset during some of the hardest times in business. Now that you're ready to start applying his knowledge to your everyday life, make sure you check out the Curtis Cast free Facebook group where you can share your passion project, ask for tips, get some advice, and network with other passionate entrepreneurs. This is also where I spend a lot of my time getting to know you because you are the people that I'm making this podcast for. If you have a business that you'd like to recommend that you think is making moves that you'd love to see on the show, let me know. And if you just want to say what's up to me, Go ahead and in that group and introduce yourself to me. I'd love to get to know you and what you have going on in your life. You can find the link to the Curtis Cast free Facebook group in the show notes, and we will see you next Monday at 5 a.m. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.